Welcome to the His Light and Life podcast with your host, Mark, who will be your guide to enhance, deepen, and enrich your Christian life. To turn your focus away from just getting by to walking with God in His light and life. Welcome back to His Light and Life. We're still on the subject of the law of sin and death and the presence of evil in the earth. This is a subject that we've spent a little bit of time on and we'll have to spend a little bit more. Um, I call it, of all things, I call it God's safety protocol because that's what it was. God put into place this safety protocol of the law of sin and death. He offered Adam only one path of rebellion. There was only one way out of the will of God, and that was by eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That basically meant that man would be self-reliant. You have to understand, I mean, that tree could have been anything. But the path that it led to, the way that man, when man took it, took from the fruit of that tree, it was, it was instant entrance into self-reliance. That's why he rebelliously reached his hand for it. And that's the state he currently finds himself in. Above all things, man's rebellion is a rebellion of self-reliance. You think of a little child. We had our little children. You'd be all myself, all myself, they say. You're trying to help them do something, and then they're like, all myself, all myself. The idea of people doing things in their own strength, in their own ways, according to the way that they want to accomplish it, is common. It's in our nature. You don't have to teach a child that. It's there. And it finds itself aggravated when it, find when it comes in contact with anything, any direction from God. We're not going to touch on that today, but we'll get to the rebellious, the true rebellious nature that is in man according to any, with anything uh, to do with God. That man really is the enemy of God. That he hates God. He wants nothing of him, nothing of his ways. But to finish or to continue on our talk about the law of sin and death and how it functions and operates in this earth and why it's so important for the believer to recognize is remember we talked about Lucifer falling and becoming Satan and um, the demonic third of the third of the angels that fell with him, which we know now are the demonic realm. Well, there's something about the law of sin and death that man didn't know. That though it has personality-like characteristics, it's not a person. And when man fell, there's an entity here, there's a being here who knew that man didn't know that. Man didn't know what the law of sin and death was. Even when it was spoken of to Cain, like I said, he was, God, he personified it. Because it behaves exactly, exactly like a person would. But you know who also knew that it acts just like a person? Do you, all, you know who also knew of its destructive power? And you know who also had a hatred for God and the things of God? Satan. And Satan's a liar. He's a deceiver. 
And his greatest lie, the greatest lie he ever told. I hope my listeners have figured out where we're going with this. The greatest lie that he ever told was speaking to the minds of men that the evil that is here, that the destruction that is here, is him. See, a lot of people think the devil spent all of his time or spends his time keeping people from the knowledge of his existence. That's true to a degree. If you don't want to believe that there's a devil, that's fine. But if you want to believe there's a God, he will present to you a polar opposite of God, something that is that is powerful, something that is shrewd, something that is strategic, something that appears to be omnipresent. And he presents that power of the law of sin and death as himself. He takes credit for it. He claims to be the power of the law of sin and death. Remember early on we talked about, you know, there's a there's a military coup taking place in one part of the country and there's a famine or there's destruction in another part of the country. And there's a there's a there's a there's a, a little old lady who's trying to can't keep her eyes open cuz she's reading cuz every time she picks up her bible. You go to every church, most churches on a Sunday morning and everyone in the place is given the devil credit for something that's going on in their life that's pulling them towards darkness, pulling them towards sin, pulling them towards evil, keeping them from living their best life. I mean, if you went on social media, you're going to find in in, a, in an hour, you're going to find a thousand people offering services, offering some sort of, you know, help yourself, fix yourself, encourage yourself, uplift yourself. You know, I'm a coach of this. I'm a director of that. I can help you with this, you know. You need this nutritional supplement. You need that nutritional supplement. You need this, that, and the other thing. All of them designed in an attempt to counteract the effects of the law of sin and death. Now, the law of sin and death is relentless. Here's the thing. You can't beat it. You can't defeat it. It's 24 hours a day. Everywhere you go, there it is. And it isn't specific Though it has a personality, it's sin and death. Now, I want you to put onto those two words, how many ways can, can, it starts in rebellion. It's essentially, sin means to miss the mark. Adam, Lucifer, missed the mark. And he released something in this earth that can never be used in any valuable, can never be used in any, as any force towards bringing you towards God. And not only did he release something in the earth that can never be used, harnessed, redirected, challenged, whatever, in any way, shape, or form to carve out a relationship with God. Not only did he do that, you can't even carve out, carve out a relationship with life. It wipes out all life. Adam, male and female, rebel. They're locked in the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and rebellion against God in a world that is under the power and the influence of the law of sin and death. What is their chances? None. That's why God could very simply say, from the dust I took you into the dust you will return. Because his safety protocol of the law of sin and death was activated. It's not his power. He didn't create it. 
He's not in control. He doesn't influence it. He's not using it as a as a as a as a tradesperson would use a tool. It's simply there. It's simply there. His involvement with the law of sin and death, that God's involvement with the law of sin and death begins and ends with this. He simply takes his grace, glory, and gifts off of something, and the law of sin and death comes in. It's crouching at the door. It's already there. He doesn't have to do anything. See, people have this idea that God is this, you know, this do this and do. See, all the all of the children. All of the children of Israel, when he says, if you do this, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. If you don't, all these curses will come upon you. People think that God produced the blessings upon the people, that his children, when they were obedient, and he, and he releases these curses on them when they're disobedient. That is not true. God is light. He is life. There's no shadow of turning. There's no darkness in him at all. What he said to the children of Israel and what he's saying to you today is if you walk with him, you're protected from the law of sin and death. And these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Because the thing that's destroying, the thing that's keeping back, the, what everyone is after, what everyone is looking for, the things that are, that are being kept back, is the law of sin and death it's the power that it's that it's the power that's being held back there's only one power that can hold it back god's grace giftings and ability god's grace there's no power other than that by which you can be safe there's no power other than that by which you can be protected from it the children of israel in themselves they had no way, they had absolutely no way to stay free from it. There's nothing they could do. There was no situation, no circumstance, nothing at all that could keep them from it, that could protect them from it, that could keep those things away from them. The law of sin and death would have wiped them out. Do you have any idea what the promised land was like during that time? Do you have any idea what the law of sin and death was doing with the Assyrians, the Philistines, all those other nations in Canaan? It was only about, they were getting worse and worse and worse. And they would have continued on until they were gone. We have an example in the Bible that confirms what I just said. We make it a thousand years, approximately. And the whole earth is filled with violence. The, the world became so wicked. You have to picture after the fall and just man spread out all over the land. And you had Nimrod and you had the Babylonian Empire. They built the Tower of Babel. I'm sorry. They, 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 the world was full of violence. They built, or Noah built the ark. He goes in the ark. Now, at that point in the earth, the world was just absolutely being destroyed. It says every man was doing which was right in his own eyes. That's the self-reliance. So he was driven by what? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life. Empires and people that are emerging, all of them want their own way. All of them want to be a king. All of them want to be a ruler in their own strength and their own ways. Man's living for hundreds and hundreds of years becoming worse and worse and worse. And God has to do what? Take his hands completely off it and let it all be destroyed. 
spares Noah and his family, and the animals. The animals that were alive at that time, two of every kind. They go into the ark. God's hands completely lifted off the earth, and boom. The canopy above, the earth beneath, the waters beneath, it just absolutely mayhem. And everything is wiped out. Except for Noah and his family, the animals that were in the ark, and the law of sin and death. Still here. Noah gets out in the new land. Law of sin and death is still here. God in his mercy limits the length of man. Man will only live, you know, 120 years. So God puts a, puts a, a it's mercy, by the way. A lot of people say God shortened man's life to 120 years. A lot of, there's a misnomer amongst believers and people in general to think that to live on this earth is somehow a blessing. Um, you find those verses in the Old Testament. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> with long life, will I bless you and show you myself? Yeah, that was not, the salvation, uh, the, you have to understand that those people that had those verses and believe those verses in the Old Testament, they had an earthly blessing. So obviously, the longer you live here, the better. We are the children of God. Our citizenship is in heaven. I'm entitled to be in heaven now. There's nothing that's going to happen from God. There's no requirement from God from this moment to the moment I'm walking in streets of gold in his kingdom except the death of my physical body. God has made every single provision, including the new spirit inside of me, which is a citizen of heaven now. The believer's heart should always be calling for home. The believer's heart should always, we should be, we should feel like a soldier that's been on a long deployment and can't go, can't wait to get home to his wife and kids and dog. There should be this inner desire, but we've been so misled, absolutely misled. And, and, and unfortunately, so many Christians love this life, love this world. They want more of it. They want to amass more of its goods. They want to, no, no. Caves and rocks and holes in the ground. People this world was not worthy to have. We're strangers, my friend. We're sojourns here. We are on a journey. So your heart should never be here. Your heart for, should always be calling and crying for home. But anyway, Noah gets off that boat and the law of sin and death is still there. Still very much active. And we see that in Ham. We have one almost immediately. There's, a, there's another rebellion and there's a splinter. But I want you to see in this ep, this podcast, this time through, we're going to go and we've established that and we're going to continue on this and show how Satan, the great deceiver, has masqueraded himself as the power of the law of sin. He has no power. He has no power. The, their lack of power and ability were demonstrated when this earth spun in darkness for millions of years with not a speck of life upon it. When they were the kings of ruin, then all of a sudden God puts this thing back together and they're like, oh my goodness, check this out. Oh, there, uh, I wish I could go there. There we are. And so he, he, instant, he uh, instigates a rebellion, a rebellion that he had already gone through in the earth. The difference this time, however, is God has a redemptive plan for man and there was no redemptive plan for him. 
There was no redemptive plan for him because he originated sin and evil without any pressure, any temptation whatsoever from outside of himself. He originated evil. Adam, male and female, though Eve was tem- or Adam, female was tempted, and through that temptation and through the actions and what Adam saw, particularly that she didn't die. There was no change in her after she ate. The change happened to both of them after he ate. So they were, their situation was different. Therefore, God's will and his plan was to redeem mankind, to bring him back from the safety protocol that he put in place to wipe out all life on this earth. Okay? So when you, when you move into that and you understand that Lucifer releases the law of sin and death in the earth in his rebellion. He becomes Satan. He has no power and ability whatsoever. Man rebels, man falls, and now Lucifer, who is Satan, whispers into his ear and convinces him that the power of the law of sin and death is him. He takes credit for it. He claims it's his power, and it makes him look powerful. My goodness gracious, he's omnipresent. He can, he can, he's starting wars over here, and he's, you know, he's, 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 he's creating mayhem. He's just absolutely creating, splitting churches up, every church, splitting up, you know, school boards. He's destroying governments, creating factions, magnifying the divisions between people. Who man's trapped in the trapped in the knowledge of good and evil. He lives in this dichotomy. We talked earlier in the fall. So some men think this is good and that's evil. And then you have other men and women who think this is evil and that's good. And the law of sin and death here, like gravity, is pulling everything to rebellion against God, pulling everything down, pulling everything. So what gravity is in the natural, the law of sin and death is in the moral. It's in the ethical. It's in all of those areas and it's it's fabricated in a way. It is it moves through the fabric of our society in a way that every single thing it touches, it kills. We see it in the natural with our natural eye in the form of entropy. The second law of thermodynamics, the law of moving from order to disorder. And in the spiritual realm, in every realm, it is exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Okay? And it will, without God's intervention, if God had simply backed off, my friend, in the garden, so Adam, Eve, and Adam, 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 male, and Adam, female, rebel, God just says, okay, boom, Bob's your uncle, and he's out of here. Um, they would have had children, they would have gone through, and the catastrophe that took place within a thousand years would have wiped everything out. Would, this world would have been wiped out again. You know, the Bible says he's upholding all things by the word of his power. I'm not, I, I, I believe that the, the mayhem that would take place here would be cataclysmic as it was the first time. Okay. So next time we're going to talk, uh, I'm going to move away from the law of sin and death because we've laid a foundation for it. It's going to be, you're going to see it interjected through almost everything that we talk about. 
as I ended up the last podcast, I want to end up with this podcast. You can't truly understand what what Jesus has done for you until you understand what he delivered you from. And it's unfortunate that so many believers spend their times not realizing that there's three enemies here that you deal with. You deal with the enemy within you. That is the fallen nature. We still have the mind, will, and emotions of Adam, even though we have a born again, recreated spirit inside of us, a new creation in Christ Jesus, but it inhabits a mind, will, and emotions encased in a body that is from the first Adam. You have Satan around you. In other words, he still has a deceptive power, specific influence. He's one person in one place. He's not omnipresent because he's not the law of sin and death, even though he's convinced you that he is. And then you still have the law of sin and death over you. It is an overlord that controls the believer and the non-believer the same. It is a pressure. It is a downward spiral of evil. It is the black hole. It is the bottomless pit. It is an abyss that is here. It will eventually bring this world to complete ruin, if not for the interaction of the intervention of God. Okay. And I want you just as a little side study, go back in your mind and back in your Bibles and go through and you can see how it had brought things to to the brink. And then God has to intervene to stop that. And that intervention, he calls mercy. He calls grace. Okay. But for this talk, we're finished up now. And I want you to think about that as we prepare for the next time, we're going to get into Satan, the great imposter and why he does what he does. Okay, I want to thank you for joining me on His Light and Life, and we will see you again next time. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.